What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they are. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my good friend, Scott. Hey, what is up? I uh, can firmly say that that's a true statement today. <laughs> that I am a friend? No, that we're reviewing it right after it airs. Oh, it's the first time this season. Yeah, because we've been doing it on Thursdays, but because of the election, we're actually... The, the episode got moved to Thursday this week. And you know what? we uh, He's done so well that we decided that we absolutely need to bring back Jeremy. So what's up, man? Hey, guys. Third time's a charm. I'm third back. Time. Yeah, I'm third time. Third time, worst time. I, I was a little scared is. that Athena would replace me. She did so good. I was uh, I was getting a little nervous. But she gave me a good review at the end. So thank you, Athena. She did. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah I didn't want to uh, get Athena's head too big so i don't want to invite her back anytime soon yeah keep uh, her humble yeah, yeah. got to keep her humble like she does I'm for thinking us not probably not even next season but maybe the season after that we'll invite her again <laughs> what we'll do is the next time someone cancels on us we'll tell her hey last super last minute we're sorry but you're our only option can you do this <laughs> <laughs> we've gone through so many other people and you're it you're the most golden gecko of all the geckos we have. Can you please? You're the most it? gold. Please, please. <laughs> uh, so, what's going on in your lives? Obviously, crazy election season happening right now. Uh, Great, we're crazy. we're a few days in, and we still don't know who the president is. That's yeah. I mean, we we don't know who the president's going to be next year, but we also still are not certain who the president is right now. Right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because we're not sure if Donald Trump's a real person or if he's like a dude that has like a little alien living inside of him that's like controlling a giant <laughs> robot. Or if he's even like conscious of the fact that he is the president of the United States yeah. and that this is not a television show of which he's the star. You're fired. <laughs> I'm still waiting for him to say you're fired to somebody. Yeah. Oh, he you know? said it. Um, you know he said it a lot. I just want a camera to be around. Oh, sure. Yeah. Every uh, every uh, chief of staff that he's fired, though, you know that's how he's done. He's called him into his office, and he said, you fired. The only thing he's yelling these days, though, is stop the count. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. How come all the mail-ins are going to Joe? It's not. It's a tragedy. It's got to be illegal. It's got to be illegal. Stop counting in all the states I'm leading, but keep <laughs> counting in Nevada. And Arizona. It's one of those things. It's super funny. It reminds me of like a child that's like, but I'm winning, so let's end the game. And it's like, but that's not how the game works. We have to play to the end of the game, but I'm winning. <laughs> well, fair enough. <laughs> I like to how he thinks uh, the the left side has rigged this election. If I was rigging an election, I wouldn't rig it this close where there would be recounts. <laughs> if I were rigging the election, I wouldn't give the other guy the popular vote. Right. Yeah. And if I were rigging the election, I probably wouldn't give it to Joe Biden of all people. Like he would not be the person that I would rig it for. Kanye. I would have rigged it for Kanye. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. The good news is he actually already announced he's running in 2024. Oh, Kanye. Yeah, he's already starting his go. campaigning for the next time around. Hey, he's finally got time to fill out his paperwork. You that, know, that's great. He'll that's be great. eligible this time. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think, uh, I do think though that someone who loves Kanye and is close to him, like a close personal friend needs to double check that he's back on his medication. I think that he, someone, someone like a wellness check. We need to have a wellness check for Kanye. There's no way he's, he's doing okay right now. Yeah. Chloe, can you help? Can yeah, you just please. let us know? She's an avid listener. <laughs> <laughs> so Chloe, yeah, why don't you, uh, Checking or is it Kim? Him. Am I getting it right? Is he with Chloe or Kim? He's with, He's Kim. with Kim. Kim. Chloe's okay. a little sister. Tells you how it's much a sister-in-law. She could still check, I guess. Same thing. Yeah. Part of the family. And and honestly, Chloe's way more likely to listen to this show than Kim is. So, Yeah, that's probably true. Kim listens to other Bachelor shows. and we, We're not good enough for her. We're Kim. not good enough for her. Yeah. Mm, not yet. <laughs> All right, well, uh, let's jump into the show. We don't have a lot to talk about, but we we start off the episode uh, essentially with the guys real upset because Chris Harrison comes in and says, uh, there's not going to be a, a, a cocktail party and there's not going to be a rose ceremony. Uh, and the reason that is is because he came in in full force into Claire's room 
Like it, it kind of, I, I don't know. It was weird to me. I don't know what you guys thought, but he came in like caught her by surprise. It felt like a, like a disciplinarian kind of thing. Yes. Like she didn't know he was coming and he forces his way in. She's not ready. Makeup's not ready. And he's like, Oh, by the way, can I rearrange the furniture? Yeah. That <laughs> was totally. to talk to bring the <laughs> chair closer to have what a, like a lean in conversation. He drags the chair over and like I, he didn't, but in my, in my mind's eye, he's like staring at her the whole time he's moving the chair over. <laughs> like, like just like unbroken eye contact. Like, just ready to uh, uncle Chris ready to lay it down. Uh, it felt very much like he was coaching her to say the things that they needed her to say. Like they were ready for her to go. And I, th- I think, I mean, it's a little bit of not spoilers, but I mean, we all watched the episode. I'm assuming if you're listening, you've already watched the episode. Tasha comes in at the end within what? A couple days of this. It seemed really, really quick because, yeah, there was that day where the rose ceremony was canceled. It sounds like the next day was when everything happened. She broke mm-hmm. up with the guys, got engaged, and then and I then guess the next day is when Chris is right. like, by the way, we yeah. got a backup. So within three days, Tasha's there ready to go. Right. I'm sure they quarantined her too. Oh, yeah. So they've been thinking about this before Claire was. I guarantee you the moment that she pulled the producer aside and said, can we speed through the rest of these guys? She went to her bosses, the executive producer and was like, we need to get a backup right now. (laughs) (laughs) Or when she said uh, that he was her fiance. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Same producer. I'm pretty sure. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. Uh, And so he sits Claire down and says, look, we can't do this anymore. Like whatever's happening is not, it's not working. Uh, and she says, I'm in love with him. And Chris says, is he in love with you? And she says, oh, yeah, definitely. And Chris, like, skips a beat and he says, he, he told you that? <laughs> <laughs> like, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What did you guys think? It, he seemed super incredulous this whole time. Like, he seemed Chris. genuinely happy for her, but seemed like this is either super inconvenient for the show or not likely to be real from his perspective. Yeah. I mean, he definitely was in conversations he wasn't wanting to have. I think it was just like, okay, well this needs to happen on air because we're trying to save this season a little bit. So we need you to be the one that's having these conversations. Um, but yeah, I don't think he wanted to be there. Yeah. I, I actually felt, I said this to you guys, I felt like it was a very generous edit because it didn't seem like it was voluntary for Claire, but yet Chris had a really great way of making it feel like her choice. It was like her you said, choice Scott. and idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought Chris did a really great job there, but it kind of felt like somebody was being fired yeah. without like using the word fired. Like yeah. he was being very, very gentle. They were giving a very generous edit and they were trying to be gracious to Claire, which you know, I want to be understanding as much as we're all frustrated. Like this is a person who's smitten. She thinks she's found the person she wants. Like it's a hard situation for her. So I'm kind of glad they gave her a generous edit, but it felt very nice. Like they gave her the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Like if she would have said, you know, well, I want to see how this plays out. Chris would have had a very different conversation with her. Well, based on the timeline, it feels like Tasha was already there. <laughs> yeah, quarantine and, right. He's like, I already have your backup. I just need you to not screw this up right now. Cause right. Don't, don't they, didn't they make the guys at the beginning quarantine at home for 14 oh, days? Yeah. Yeah. Then get there and quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. Not for 14. I don't think they were, I don't think they were quarantined there for 14. I think they were quarantined for a few days and then they got COVID tested. Okay. So maybe just shy of three weeks. So what was happening three weeks ago at with, with Claire season? Tasha was quarantining. Yeah, but to, had it even started yet? How far do we know like how many days of recording have happened to this point? It's several weeks for sure. You, but I would think it can't be much more than three weeks. It's at least two. I doubt it's more than three. So, uh, but honestly, this exposes something that I've always wondered. I've always wondered if maybe they actually have alternates ready to go for every Bachelor, not just for this, but if they have like an alternate, uh, like 
main person and then an alternate couple of guys in case something happens. That's an interesting idea. I don't know if they do though. I think so word on the street is from reality Steve who like drops all the, all the dirt on all things bachelor and bachelorette. What he's claimed is that they had Tasha on site quarantining before they actually kind of made the decision to part ways with Claire or part ways is the wrong way to put it, but, but bring in a new, a new lead. And so if that's the case, then maybe they did kind of have an alternate, you know, the quotes were that the, the producers knew ahead of time that it probably wasn't going to work well. So maybe they did have an alternate. They knew they were going to have a wild card with Claire as the lead and they just had a contingency planned. If so, like it brings so much credence to that saying of like the devil works hard, but producers work oh, yeah. harder. Oh like, yeah. Like th- that's like next level stuff. That's really true. Maybe it was uh Peter season that led them down the road of <laughs> creating backups. <laughs> Like, man, this was a dumpster fire. Next time something like this happens, we need to have someone ready to go to step in. So then they planned a backup for this season, and they just so happened to be the first <laughs> season they needed it. Yep. I don't know. I, 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 I really wouldn't be surprised if they were, because so much goes into the production of a TV show that a situation like this, you can't be caught with your pants down. Because so much money has already been dumped into this thing that they have to they they have to continue. So I would be shocked if a production didn't have like alternates ready to go. I would be shocked if they didn't have alternates already on tape. Do we think there were multiple art alternates? I think that there would be one female alternate and then multiple male alternates. Interesting. Like, just in case, like, one of the guys, one of the, you know, we started with 31, uh, in case a few of those guys didn't pass quarantine kind of a thing, like, you would have to have, like, people ready to go to to jump into this thing in order to, to carry the show. I, the show must go on, you know? You know, I think that begs a question. Tyler, you're the only person in this podcast right now that isn't in a, a serious, committed relationship. Yeah. I think we all want to know. The listeners want to know too. The geckos out there, they want to know if you were asked to be an alternate for something like this, like another candidate <laughs> to be on the show. That's right. I've had multiple would geckos reach out to me and ask this question. <laughs> I, uh, I, I don't think I would be on this show to begin with. But if I were going to be on the show, I would want to be an alternate because I assume that the alternates still get. Pay, like compensated they probably in some get way. some kind of compensation and still get like free booze and food. <laughs> <Right>? exactly <laughs> so i'm like i'm good with that like and if i don't have paid. to be on if i if there's a chance i don't have to be on tv and i may get compensated and free food and booze i'm in i'll do well, it well i think if they offer it to you i think on behalf of scott and i you have to say yes for the sake of the podcast uh, oh, our yeah. listenership would go through the roof if you were on the show if what if some, one of the contestants actually had a podcast about the show yeah. Yeah. I, I would agree with that. Do I, Tyler, should we start getting Marketing materials me? together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> getting my material, my, my press you packet. A, you have a decent social media following already <laughs> compared to where some, some of these guys are. Like I don't, I doubt Ben from this season has any kind of, social Oh dude, media. he has a huge social media. Does following. he really? Oh, yeah. well, from what? He's what does a, he do? He's a fitness God. A fitness god. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> will spit up his drink on me. Spit take on from Jeremy there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, he's, he's got a massive following for, uh, like fitness related stuff. Huh. He's a, I, I guess probably, I, I don't know if he's like a bodybuilder or a crossfitter or what he is, but he does, uh, he does workout stuff. He does the things. He does the thing. He's hot. That's his thing. Uh, he looks like BJ Novak. He does, but hot BJ Novak. Mm, Athena didn't like him. Last week, remember she talked. She was not into Ben at all. Yeah, she was like, "Oh, he he looks kind of weird." I mean, he talks weird, but I don't know if he looks weird. I like Ben. I think he looks weirder than he talks. I think he talks very like. Uh, I think he's very articulate. He still seems like the most normal person to me. Oh, a hundred percent for me too. I agree with that. He's the Kelly of of this season. Kelly Kapoor. <laughs> Kelly Flanagan, right? Yeah, That's her last name. Yeah, yeah. Kelly was too normal for, for this show. I think Ben is too. I, I don't think he's long for the show. 
I reached out to him. He hasn't reached back out. And I'm not sure if they're under some sort of like obligation to not talk to people until they're like, until it's revealed how they fare on the show. Probably. I would guess so. But he has not reached back out. Well, hold on. Uh, because Bennett was on, uh, he was on like a, I don't know if it was a podcast or YouTube. I saw it on YouTube where he was, uh, he was talking to Rachel and Becca Kufrin, both like former bachelorettes. And so Bennett was interviewed and Bennett's still on. So oh. clearly they can come on, but I don't know what the parameters are. It might be are. like a separate contract or something where they're allowed out of their parameters to do a certain thing. I think there's a clause that says when, like the, a, when the lead leaves your episode, uh, you can you can do whatever, do whatever you, want. you want. All bets are yeah. off. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, if if they are allowed, then Ben's just ghosting us, and that's okay too. We love you, Ben. We uh, we're a big fan. We're we're Ben stands. Yeah, I'll still stand, Ben. I don't care. I stand with you. I don't care what Athena says. So yeah, <laughs> uh, Claire and Dale have a little one on one when the <laughs> the cocktail party gets canceled and the rose ceremony gets canceled. Basically, they have their own last four episodes of The Bachelor together in one episode. It's a lot of one on ones. They have one-on-ones. They have a uh, uh, fantasy suite night. Mm-hmm. And then they have a proposal. All in one episode. That escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it did. Honestly, when you think about that, she's known this guy for what? You know, a couple of weeks. And what are you talking about, dude? She has been watching him on social media. Since Mother's Day. Yeah. Did you see <laughs> the picture he posted? I didn't. Was, I was it good? Instantly, I fell in love with him. <laughs> I was like, dang, this guy loves his mom. He's my guy. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> I get it. I'm not even mad. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like to be as certain as she is seems a little ridiculous. And and the guys, the other guys, like were incredulous about it. They couldn't believe that that would, that, that would be the case or could be the case. Totally. Well, since, uh, I mean, one of our segments we've done this season is called relationship advice. And I think we're still going to have that uh, later this, this episode, but I'd love to hear if, if this trial we find ourselves in was the relationship advice. What relationship advice would you give to Claire in this? Does situation? this qualify for relationship advice segment? <laughs> yeah. So, like if someone was like, Hey, I've known this guy for a week and a half and I love him <laughs> and I want him to propose to, I want me. Him to propose to me today. What do I do? <laughs> I'm or, thinking there's 15 other guys that are interested in me, but I think I might just ignore them all and just pursue this one guy. Uh, also, do we do this from Claire's perspective or Dale's perspective? Both. <laughs> okay. Jeremy, any thoughts on Claire's perspective? Okay. So are we giving advice like to Claire at this point in the episode or like coming out of the episode afterwards? Pre-engagement. Pre-engagement. Okay. So I would say. By like, the way, they get engaged in this episode if we didn't say it already. <laughs> oh, don't spoil it, man. <laughs> so. I would say slow it down. Like my my whole criticism of all of this is like, listen, if you think Dale's your guy um, and you're pretty certain there, I don't think you really have anything to lose by letting the season play out. Mm-hmm. You get more time with Dale. At some point, you'll have a really cool one-on-one and you'll have more perspective when you really want to say yes to a commitment like this. And so to me, like cutting off short just doesn't make sense. I mean, I know for her, feels awkward, like trying to be with other guys and be present with them. I know that's a thing, um, but man, my advice would be like, hey, just give it some time. Like you just haven't seen so many sides of this guy. Like let it play out. Let's see how he responds in different settings. Let's see what the other guys think of him. Well, maybe we already know what they think of him. Um, But yeah, it just felt so quick. I think when you make quick decisions, you don't always make quality decisions. And, uh, and that's what I'm afraid of here. Like she mm-hmm. just jumped the gun and she doesn't really know what she's saying yes to. She's infatuated. We know that. And she might totally. even love him, but there's just so much you don't know. Let's, uh, you said you saw on social media that they are still engaged like around this time. So let me ask how many, how long do you think it'll, do you think they'll actually get married? And if not, or if yes, how long do you think that lasts? Yeah, so qualifier, I saw a picture of Claire somewhere in like LA 
um, recently where she was wearing a big fat engagement ring. So that's all this is going off of. Like, so assuming that's true and she is engaged with Dale still, um, I, I don't know, man. They seem like the type of couple who actually might get married and be married for a year or two years and then realize like this really isn't like right. Like mm. this isn't what we want. I just don't know if I see it working for their sake. I hope it does like, cause I don't wish that kind of heartbreak on anybody. Um, but I just, man, it just seems so quick. It seems so rushed. You don't know their family. You don't know what their friends yeah, are but like. It's in her blood, man. Her dad proposed to her mom after only meeting her once her dad hitchhiked <laughs> just like <laughs> a thousand miles wait he only met her once that's crazy as soon as that happened i was like that is totally your dad like mm-hmm. that makes so much sense right now may he rest in peace i felt like she put so much pressure on dale in this like the he he walks out into this date and she immediately compares him to her dad and then, <laughs> which is honestly guys never good yeah it's probably not a good <laughs> never <sign>. a good sign <laughs> that's some that's some daddy issues and starts talking about how she's never had men stay and uh okay wait <laughs> i i want you to continue on your thought but i want to pause real quick because when chris said uh like she was like you know and i i'm in love with him and he was like did you tell him that and she said, yeah. And he said, what did he say? And she said, he didn't run. <laughs> and it was like, well, that's not a, whew, that's not a, a super great, uh, not and, the response. And then I he was has to clarify. For. He's like, does he love you too? Yeah. And then she goes, uh, yeah. And he goes, he said that <laughs> like one more clarification. He said that out loud to you. But what did he say exactly? Like, yeah, Jeremy, you mentioned it when we were watching. What, what was it? He said. He said, like, I am I am falling in love with you through this process. Through this process. Oh, yeah. yeah. There were, like, two different qualifiers there. Yeah. Like, one is I'm falling in love with you, which means I'm not quite there yet. And then he added through this process for a good measure mm-hmm. of, like, yeah, I'm definitely not there yet. I just want you to know, like, this is still a process. Yeah. <laughs> but Claire, I don't think Claire heard either of those two qualifiers. She heard I love you and... um and that's what she's going to go with. But Chris was uh, cracking me up the entire, pretty <laughs> oh, much every yeah. time he talked with Claire, I was laughing at just his facial expressions. If you didn't notice that and you're listening to this, go back, rewatch the episode and just pay attention to Chris's facial expressions and his conversations with Claire. They are hysterical. I think Chris is the real MVP of this whole episode. Uh, I think he, how he handled everything. And also if you notice kind of the timeline like Chris probably had the longest day, like single day in bachelor history, right? Because I mean, he had that morning where like it was right after their overnight mm-hmm. where they obviously were intimate <laughs> and Chris is asking like, Hey, how'd it go? And then he had to handle like the breakup with the 15 or 16 other guys. Yep. And then he had the engagement to build up for. Oh, and by the way, I had to call Neil Lane and say, Hey, can you get here real quick? We have an engagement tonight that all happened in one day. So, um, Chris, you're the man like that. That Chris was crazy. It. That's why they paid the big bucks. Uncle Chris, Chris, our fearless leader, the MVP. And Chris came <laughs> in and was like, yo, Dale, you gotta, you gotta marry her, dude. And Dale like blank stares him. That was my favorite. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's no more steps. This is the final step. Yeah, uh, but no, this is supposed to be like nine weeks. <laughs> Dale's oh. like, what do I need to do to win? Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, I now switching to Dale. Uh, he comes in and he says, "Hey, I've been dating this girl. I really like her. It's only been a week and a half." Her uncle says that I have to propose to her today. What should I do? Is this real relationship advice? Yeah. yeah. What's, what's your yeah. relationship advice to do? Oh here? man. My relationship advice is like, dude, wait, <laughs> like get, mine is get out of that relationship. <laughs> oh yeah. I would say run for the hills. <laughs> get out. This is that movie. Did Dale, did you ever see that movie that Jordan Peele directed? Oh, get out. Yeah. Get out. This is the true story. Get out. That just happened in the future. Get out. Crazy white girl. Get out. 
you might die. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I mean, so Dale does propose and we wish them happily never after and uh, happily never after yeah. like for you just don't want them to end and like go well to ever be happy. I oh, almost, okay. Yeah. Like- yeah. No, I, they just, I just know they won't be like, they've known each other for three weeks maximum. They, they won't, this isn't going to work. What makes but you what think- about the Instagram pics, Ty? <laughs> what about mother's day, Tyler? What about how they both have relatives that have problems? <laughs> What about how his dad hitchhiked too? I'm just saying Blake, Blake, they Moines, both have a dead parent. I'm just saying Blake Moines brought up, bought a book about dementia <laughs> to learn about what it was so that he could be more present for her. He's like, I did so much homework for this. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, but like, I know he was like complaining, like a weird flex, you know, Blake, but like he actually like put in a lot of work to like, in order to be present for her. And it's like, I feel like Dale just is like, see, I feel like that's a little weird for me. Really? If I would have asked someone out and they were like, oh yeah, I've already been reading up on these things that I knew about you. I'm like, okay, that's a little creepy. Like, we weren't in a relationship yet. Okay. What would you say if your girlfriend said, oh, by the way, before we started dating, I read a book about Enneagram Fives, like you are. What would you say? Uh, And we didn't know each other before that? Yeah, yeah. That'd be weird. <laughs> <laughs> but what if you were famous? Um, That's the thing, is it's it's more weird for you because you don't have any, like, fame but like this whoa, is whoa, whoa. i'm pretty famous <laughs> <laughs> do you know how many geckos we have out there do you know how many podcasts he's on unfortunately yeah. i do <laughs> <laughs> um you know like that's the difference is it's like you know her her struggles and issues and all that kind of stuff is famous and that was why she sent uh brendan home packing because she's like wait you really don't know a sing like I know this wasn't what she said, but the subtext was like, I'm kind of famous. Like, you don't know a single thing about me? You didn't read a single book about me? (laughs) About the struggles that my family (laughs) faces? Uh, So, I don't know. I I think that Blake showed incredible interest by doing that. Um, Yeah, I I don't know. I I wish her and Dale the best. I just can't imagine it's going to work. It seems like summer love, like a flash in the pan. Happened so fast. Yeah. And easy come, easy go. You know what I mean? Like. I was going for the song Summer Loving. Okay. Well, (laughs) I was going for the other song. What's the other song? I don't know. I don't know who sings it. It Easy come, easy Easy go. go. That's just how (laughs) it is. Oh, take, take, take. Oh, but you never give. Who does sing that song? I don't know. I couldn't even tell you who sang Summer Lovin'. So. <laughs> well, get some emails about it. <laughs> Summer Lovin' is Grease. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's not like it's a, it's a musical. Mine's a pop song that's like current that we should probably know who it is. Uh, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> <laughs> fix it in post. We'll do it live. <laughs> Well, that brings me to our ad copy for this week. Uh, This week's episode was sponsored by Purple Mattresses. If you're newly met and soon to be newly engaged, Purple Mattresses are sure to take the lumps out of whatever, of what will certainly be a rocky relationship for you both. Shop Purple Mattresses now and be sure to use the promo code SORRYJASON to get 10% off your order. This episode is also brought to you by Tinder. Look, we've all been on dating apps, right? Right, guys? Boy, have I. (laughs) Jeremy, maybe not, apparently. Uh, The constant swiping left and right can be a little tedious. And I don't know about you, but for me, it can be really disappointing. You you start to feel like you're never going to find the one. Mm. But if you're ready to get down on one knee based solely off of someone's pictures and profile bio, make sure to check out Tinder's new Propose Now button. If you sign up for this feature right now, you can get 15% off a Neil Lehman diamond. Neil Lehman? Neil Lane. Is that like an off-brand Neil Lane? It isn't off-brand. Yeah. <laughs> it's an off-brand. <laughs> That's what happens when I when I read this too fast. It's like Neil Lane Diamonds, and I just 
Lehman. I don't know. Yeah. It's all good. It happens. Neil Lane. Neil Lane. He's going to drop us for sure. Yeah. We're for sure losing. <laughs> we're losing this one. Neil Lane, this is great. I mean, we've got purple mattresses. We've got Tinder and Neil Lane all in one episode. Guys, yeah. I think we're uh, We're starting we're to bring it. in the big bucks <laughs> with all these sponsors. <laughs> well, we have Neil Lehman. Uh, you know, if, we, if we keep working. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they still gave us things yeah by the way <laughs> they didn't pay us in money I, they paid I, us in things. I want to be clear uh tinder uh that is sponsoring us is spelled t-e-n-d-a-r oh god yeah. not to be confused with tenador <laughs> what i don't know okay I was making the joke that we have an off-brand yeah, tinder yeah. <laughs> yeah and then tenador you just made up Maybe. It's Tinder in Mexico. (laughs) 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 Tinador. Usted Tinador? (laughs) So as you can see, there was a lot of great content in this episode for us to talk about. Well, now's the time in the episode where we would have talked about uh, biggest movers. (laughs) But... I don't know, guys. Well, what do you think? There were some pretty big moves that happened. <laughs> Who really they're moved now up? En- they're now engaged. <laughs> okay, so for this segment, I actually do want us to, because we know a little bit about Tasha. Um, I mean, you know, Jeremy might know more about her than Scott and I. Really, all Scott and I know about her is from her uh, stint on Bachelor in Paradise. Uh, where she broke my man JPJ's heart, mm-hmm. uh, which one curried no favor with me. I am not a fan. Do you think you watched this episode? I <laughs> yes, I do. I think JPJ watched this episode. I think he's uh, broken and furious, mm. so, or he's moved on and has not thought about her in the last three months. I don't okay, know. Not likely. I think JPJ's watched all of this. I think he's going to watch every second of Tasha's yeah. thing. That seems like JPJ, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think he's just very interested. Uh, yeah, I think the Bachelor in Paradise may not have been the best look for Tasha. Okay. Like her her original season, she's with Colton Underwood um, in his season. I think she w- she made it. She was number three, I think, in her episode. She definitely got to like the very end, hometowns, fantasy suites, all that. Um, and Tasha was great. I think Tasha was one of the fan favorites that people liked a lot. She's very level headed, um, very driven, um, very mature too. Like she's not like, you know, she's not old at all, but she's very, very mature, um, and very level headed. So that's the part I'm looking forward to is I think Tasha can see through, um, just some of the BS that, that some guys have on the show. Like we've seen that a little bit in paradise, um, so I think Tish is going to be great. I think it was a really good choice. I was a little disappointed when they didn't pick her sooner. Mm. Um, cause I think the, the cycle that she would have been up on is maybe like when Hannah Brown went up. Like, mm-hmm. I think that was when Tasha was like kind of in the conversation and just didn't make it. Um, and, uh, I think she'll do really good, man. She's, she's solid. I'm excited for my, my only, uh, taken back part is that we said some of those things about Claire. <laughs> like oh she's gonna be mature she's gonna be able to see through the bs and all these and the yeah that didn't happen it, it did not a happen a little rough didn't work out that way but nonetheless we know a little bit about Tasha. so i thought it would be fun for us to go in blind a little bit with our power rankings mm. and just rank who we think Tasha's gonna like do our do our top three at least maybe our top five of oh, who Tasha's gonna like i like that yeah so uh, just as a reminder, the 16 guys that we have left, we have Easy, uh, the 29-year-old sports marketing agent from Newport Beach. We have Jason, the 31-year-old, barely have Jason. He came in back in at the last moment. 31-year-old uh, former pro football lineman from Arlington, Virginia. We have Chasen, the 31-year-old IT account executive from San Diego, uh, who's, by the way, way too attractive to be in IT. I just want to put that yeah, out. There. I don't believe he's an IT. We have Ben, my 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 man Ben, uh, the twenty nine year old uh, Army Ranger veteran slash uh, fitness god. 
<laughs> from, <laughs> forward slash fitness guys. From Venice, California. Uh, we have Riley, the 30-year-old attorney from Long Island. Wait, Riley's still in it? Riley's still in it. Oh, sorry. I mistook for who I thought, yeah, I, Riley is still on it. Yep. Riley when you said Riley, I, it took me back to one of the guys that got eliminated night one. Oh. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I haven't seen him in a while. Blake Moines, our uh, heartthrob, or not heartthrob, our, our, our heartsick uh, puppy, 29-year-old uh, uh, wildlife manager from Canada, slash... Uh, hockey player i assume i don't know that for sure but i mean yeah. he's in canada yeah, yeah what's that about do we think that blake is upset that he couldn't do homework on Tasha? <laughs> i do i think he's really like he's like great Ugh. i know all this dementia stuff and it means nothing now <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to give us two weeks to do research on the next lead. <laughs> first night first conversation where he's like oh can i steal her for a second he's like so anyone in your family have dementia? <laughs> She's, She's like, like, no. If so, <laughs> Chris, I gotta get out of here. Uh, we have Bennett, uh, the 36 year old wealth management consultant from New York, New York. Love Bennett. Mm. Zach C, the 36 year old addiction specialist. I never put, I never noticed that he's an, he's a therapist. He's a counselor. That's interesting. Addiction mm. specialist from Haddonfield, New Jersey. Ed, the uh, previously unseen on this season, thirty-six-year-old uh, healthcare salesman from Miami, Florida. Is he the the mafia guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm surprised he made it this far. Me too. Uh, Ivan, the twenty-year-old aeronautical engineer slash chess enthusiast from Dallas, Texas. Heck yeah. That guy's a sweetheart. Can I just say, like, he's the nicest guy in the season. He is a sweetheart, but he's also so bland. He's like he's like milk toast. Well, you haven't seen him at a cocktail party. That's true. I've so yet to see him at a cocktail party. He's so boring the cameras wouldn't go to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. We have Jay, the uh 29-year-old fitness director slash most interrupted man in the world from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Hashtag not a fitness god. Not a fitness no, god. No. Just regular. Regular fitness guy. Uh Honestly, I was surprised this could be a typo on our end, but it's got to be accurate. Damar, the 26-year-old spin cycling instructor from Scottsdale. I don't remember seeing Damar in this episode. No, he was on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I just didn't notice him. Joe, the uh, 36-year-old anesthesiologist slash most eligible doctor in New York. Mm. Uh, Jordan C., uh, the 26-year-old software account executive with glasses to match that job description from New York, <laughs> New York. Uh, Brendan, uh, the 30-year-old commercial roofer slash quietest man on the season from Milford, Massachusetts. True. And last and least, uh, we have <laughs> Kenny, the 39-year-old boy band manager from Chicago. I think oh. she's going to like Kenny. Which is as... In, as is, it's as insulting, like, on its own. I don't have to add insult to that. Kenny was very bold in this episode, and I couldn't tell if he was being a jerk or if he was just, like, the only guy who had the nerve to, to say ask some of those questions. Yeah. I actually liked his interaction with her in this. I didn't think he was just trying to be a jerk. I felt like he felt wronged, and yeah. he knew that she had wronged not only him but the whole group, and he didn't want to let her just get away with that without even having an apology, which it sounded like she did. Like, did you guys kind of feel that? I mean, she said, what, what were the things she said? She was like, I will apologize if I wronged you. I will apologize if I wasted your time, but I won't apologize for finding love. And it's like, okay, I get the last one, but you definitely did the first two things, right? Like you did waste people's time. Yeah. And you oh, did yeah. Wrong people. oh yeah. And that's the thing is she didn't say, I'm sorry. <laughs> Right. She never she said, apologized. I would apologize if blank. <laughs> and then went on to not apologize. So she's saying, I didn't wrong you. I didn't do these things. I'm just in love. That's yeah. crazy. It, these poor guys, they sacrificed so much more than any other candidates. Yeah, I'm pretty have. sure they quarantined longer than she knew Dale. Like she definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I will say Chris apologized to these guys about twice as much as she apologized to them. Chris's apology to the guys was way better. <laughs> What's double like twice the times of zero? Infinite. What's that? Infinite. Okay. Yeah. And that's what Chris did. Yeah. 
he apologized infinitely more. Yeah. I was just waiting for Claire to say some version of I'm sorry. Like, listen, I get it. And I'm actually very okay with what Claire did. I'm glad that she like accepted things in this episode. Yeah, better but do I'm it like, now. You know what, man? Just acknowledge what you did to these guys. Totally. That's the part that I just wish she would come out at some point, even now, and just say, hey, I'm really sorry for how much you gave up and how little I was able to to kind of give you. Like, I didn't really totally. give you Totally, just chance. own what happened. Like, yeah. hey, I'm sorry, like, I gave so much attention to Dale and I started falling for him right away. I didn't give anyone else an, uh, an equal share of that attention. And so it just got out of hand. And so for that, I'm really sorry, but I do have to follow my heart in this. Like that's a very different. And I hope you won't hold it against me genuinely. Like I care about each of you as people and I wouldn't want you to be upset. I want to leave on good terms. And so I'm very sorry, but I have to own this now. Mm Mm-hmm. It would have been great. Like that would have been mature. It would have been yeah. reasonable. But she's still like she has this. She has this tendency to, uh, like, uh, she she's a very defensive person, and so anytime someone challenges or questions or leads her to challenge or question herself, sh- her response is, uh, "I'm a strong, independent woman, so deal with it." Yeah, and that's the hard thing because I think we all kind of thought from the first episode or two that Claire would be really mature and would handle things really Mm -hmm. well. Actually a strong independent woman. (laughs) Yeah, I think she has been in some ways, but I think, Tyler, everything you mentioned about that, I'm like, gosh, man, the first sign of immaturity is not being able to recognize like how other people are are kind of receiving you and Mm. um, kind of just accepting some of that. And I've seen that over and over and over with Claire is like, Hey, I don't care what you want. This is my time. This Mm -hmm. is my opportunity. And even saw in this episode, she's like, I'm going to do this my way. And I'm like, okay, well I, I get that. But like, you know, doing it your way has had consequences for other people. And I think it's worth acknowledging that. And for her, because I would bet she's done it her way the last 38 years, (laughs) 39 well this i didn't count this here just the last 38 <laughs> the previous 38 yeah. years no yeah i think you're right but jeremy to your point you're at, you're 100 right like the like the only people that i would truly describe as immature are people who have zero empathy like they they are unable to see past themselves and see how their actions and decisions affect other people around them and that that description fits Claire to a T. I feel like, though, it might also fit Dale, like from what limited experience and exposure we've had to him. I feel like it fits him, too. And so maybe they'll be uh, blissfully immature together. Well, I'll say this is that, like, even though I'm the one who just mentioned that Claire maybe wasn't super mature in that way of showing empathy, um, I think she has proven, like, the, the long-held theory that love is blind. Like I think what we've seen in this episode is that she's not thinking clearly. I think she's probably much smarter than what we saw in this episode. I think she's just very blinded by what she feels for Dale that she hasn't even stopped to think about the other guys at all. And that's the problem. I might say that love is not blind, but infatuation definitely is. Yeah. Mm. Love, I think, uh, clears things up. Yeah, love, love, uh, love requires both eyes and both ears and every other sense. Like because love requires, uh, like open eyes. Like love, like for me to say I love you requires me to see all the reasons why I shouldn't, and yet I still choose to love you. Infatuation, though, completely blind, and maybe love isn't blind. Um, but it is definitely, uh, on Instagram. Love is on Instagram. Mm, guys, we're given some really great relationship advice. Yeah. I think there's some solid gold. Ladies, if you're single out, out there and you really want to find a great guy, just pay attention to Instagram on mother's day. Yeah. Specifically follow Tyler on Instagram. I think he's got <laughs> some good stuff. For you. <laughs> well, speaking of relationship advice, I do want to do our power rankings for those guys, but Jeremy, you brought it up and it's just a perfect segue. Let's jump into our relationship advice segment. Uh, so this is from uh, Throw Away Work Games. This was 10 hours ago he posted this. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, fresh, fresh relationship advice. 
He's uh, he says uh, he's thirty and his wife's twenty nine. By the way, uh, the pandemic has been really hard on my eight year relationship with my wife, married for six years, which honestly has been already pretty strained before. We live with my parents because I can't afford to pay for a place right now. I work 45 to 50 hours a week while my wife does virtually nothing. She doesn't work, doesn't do chores or housework or of any kind, except at really a bare minimum. For example, she'll do some laundry uh, of her own every other week or so. Recently, my wife built a gaming PC and since has been spending most of her time alternating between playing that and watching TV. To be clear, since I know somebody will mention it, I don't like this status quo, but years of effort towards fixing it have somehow only made the problems worse. My mental health has been ravaged by living this way for so long now, and I don't have the ability to fight larger problems anymore. I'm hoping to get there someday, but for now, I'm focusing on one particular issue. I've been working from home since the pandemic started. This has been a true nightmare. I hate my home life and I hate my job and now they're merged into one hideous blob monster that I can't escape. I work on a desktop computer and can't really go very far away from it while I'm working for 9 to 10 hours a day. So this means that 45 to 50 hours a week, I'm in the home office working at my PC. My wife's PC is right next to mine, so the last couple of weeks, I've tried to work all day while she's been playing video games on a big screen right next to me. I find it extremely distracting. There's no sound at least, but it's still a lot of flashing lights and movement. Today, I asked her gently not to play video games while I'm working and explained that I find it very distracting. She got super pissed off and now she isn't talking to me. Was this an unreasonable request? I find it hard to gauge what's normal or not at this point, so I'm sure I could have been in the wrong here. TLDR, asked my wife to stop playing video games next to me while I'm trying to work and she got really mad. Not sure if it was a fair request. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna this this is a, a role reversal, I feel like. Of the wife playing video <laughs> <Yeah>. games. <laughs> the wife slovenly playing video games yeah. all day. Uh I'll jump into this. I don't think it was a ridiculous request. I don't know how you said it. <laughs> uh because sometimes we the well, ask something or request something and that thing isn't bad, but how we approach it is. Yeah. And so maybe it wasn't your request that was bad. Maybe there was an attitude there. It sounds like you do have some pent up uh, bitterness towards her uh, because you mentioned early on that she doesn't work and she does. You mentioned things that weren't relevant necessarily to this, which show some bitterness to me that you have built up towards her. And so I would imagine maybe there was some other underlying tones in the way that you said it to her. Yeah. Um, So I would say it's not the request itself that's bad, but I would guess she didn't feel loved in the way that you did the request. I agree with you that she probably didn't. However, uh, I wonder if she felt loved by you financing her building a gaming PC while you guys can't afford to have your own place. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like gaming PCs aren't exactly cheap. And it didn't say that she found one on Craigslist. She built a gaming PC. She didn't have time to do the dishes, but she had time to build a PC. And I I guess for me, I just kind of separated the two issues. I definitely think (laughs) she's not pulling her weight in the relationship. Which to his credit, he has that whole paragraph where he's like, I... I can't even think about all those things. I'm just focusing on this one issue because <laughs> my mental health is so shattered. And he didn't mean they don't have kids, do they? They don't have kids. Yeah. yeah, no, no kids. Jeremy, what do you think about this? I think it's rough, man. So they're married, right? They're they are married for eight dating. years. Uh, married for I'm sorry, six, six together years for together for eight. Yeah. So they're married. I man, I just think, you know, married's different than dating. I think marriage is a partnership. And so it's a little bit weird. I just didn't hear in there at all, like where she comes into that partnership, you know, and there might be more that we don't know, but it's like, man, if she doesn't do anything around the house, if she doesn't work, like what, what's she really contributing? But she is spending money. <laughs> <laughs> she is building PCs, just not her husband's PC. <laughs> yeah. Just her For him to work. Yeah. PC. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, man, that that part's hard for me is that I don't know if she 
notices that. And uh, I definitely think it's worth a conversation. I would say for this guy, like, I think bring some of that up. Like, hey, what would it look like to to kind of work together here? Like COVID stinks, we're stuck at home. What does it look like to kind of share some responsibilities? And um, man, I think one of the, the smallest asks of all is the one ask that he's talking about, which is, hey, can you do your video games literally anywhere else? Like right, <laughs> right here, I'm working. Could mm-hmm. you put it in any other room? I'm assuming there's at least another corner that's the great where thing she could go. about Wi-Fi and internet <laughs> <laughs> or Wi-Fi and electricity is you can get it pretty much anywhere in the house. <laughs> so you could probably set the PC somewhere else. Oh man, that that part's tough. It's weird that she responded the way that she did to Scott's uh, point. Some of it might come down to how he asked because you know you can be right and still say it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if that could be part of it. So you've got to be understanding there. But um, man, listen, if he's got to work 45, 50 hours a week and she's not doing anything, I think the the smallest sacrifice that she could make is <laughs> moving her her PlayStation. And I don't mean her her PS like PlayStation, but like her literal station. Her station where she where plays. She plays. <laughs> yeah, and who knows? Like like you said, I'm sure there's factors we don't hear in this post because you can never get the full grasp of a relationship and what it entails inside a post like this. Uh, maybe she's trying to make it big on streaming so she can start making money. I don't know what it is. You know, <laughs> maybe maybe there's other things going on. Maybe this is an escape for her. Maybe she actually feels a lot of guilt and shame around. Her position in the relationship and this is an escape for her yeah and, and now maybe he's his wife that and she's like okay i have no escape like what am i supposed to do like i've like there's there could be so many different things going on in this yeah maybe his wife is ninja we all know yeah he <laughs> is pretty feminine <laughs> that would make sense <laughs> Most of our geckos aren't going to get that reference, I don't think. <laughs> He's the most famous of the streamer in the world. Yeah, that's like, true. I mean, he was on The Masked Singer last season. Like, I'm that's pretty true. sure. I, I would guess a lot of geckos watch that show. I, I would guess so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I would say it's 100% a fair request. And I would say that you guys need to get some some mediation in your life immediately. Um, I think ultimately that needs to be counseling, but I think it can start with a friend. I think that you guys need to have yeah, you a probably mutual don't have money to pay for counseling no, right now. No, well, it doesn't sound like she's the type of person who will listen to like only him. Right. Like it's got to come from somebody else for right. her to feel like it's like it's a real thing. Right. Exactly. And so I think you guys need to get a, a, a friend that you both respect and trust, not your friend not her friend, but your guys's friend, uh, into, into the room together, all three, you just need to sit down. You guys need to have some mediation um, because it sounds like you guys have some like super underlying issues that this was a straw breaking several camels backs. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and that's not fair to this issue. It's not fair to your wife probably that, that you got, maybe more upset than you probably normally would at this one thing because all these other issues are underlying. Yeah. I mean, if I judge the four or five issues I hear in this paragraph of, of stuff, that's probably my lowest level one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The, 100%. They're not working or pursuing anything. is a pretty high one The not contributing to household chores is a pretty high one. Uh, I'll tell you the highest one though. And just putting pieces together, I don't know if he mentioned this in the in the request, but guys, we're eight months into COVID, right? <laughs> right. So like he's been dealing with this like hypothetically like for eight months. And he's just now saying something. <laughs> like that's like number one. Yeah, lack of communication. Of you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like why did it take you eight months to mention that? Hey, you're flashing lights right next to me while I'm working. <laughs> Might be a distraction. That that is uh that's a little concerning. It's like man, why didn't you mention that? In month number one. Yeah, not to put everything on her. He clearly has some communication issues as well. Yeah. Well, and to her credit, and and I'm not, I don't want to enable her because I think it's a fair request to ask her to not do that. But it's like, man, for her, it's like, hey, if we've gone eight months into this and he hasn't mentioned anything about what I'm doing being bad or distracting or wrong, like at that point, like I kind of get where she might be frustrated. Like, where's this coming from? You know, it's been eight months. 
it reminds me of a, a story of a friend of ours who uh his dad and his and his mom uh have been married for like 30 years and uh she makes sandwiches for him for lunch <laughs> and uh he's been eating these sandwiches for like almost 30 years and one day within the last few years he told her hey can you not put mayo on my sandwich <laughs> and she said why and he said oh i don't i don't like mayonnaise <laughs> and she was like i've been putting it on your sandwich for 25 years <laughs> and he's like yeah i don't like it <laughs> that's unbelievable so, yeah communicate <laughs> earlier rather than later. <laughs> so, uh, I'll, I'll tie this up with, uh, my favorite, uh, my favorite comments on this thread as I was just kind of scrolling through, you know, I didn't read all of these, but the things that jumped out to me, uh, someone, <laughs> Jimmy junior dance party, uh, posted, I really have to ask why on earth did you marry her in the first place? Whoa. Uh, to which RJ Wolf replied, he must've been driving past a train out, train wreck one day and figured that's what he wanted in his life <laughs> <laughs> that's rough see that's not helpful it's not helpful but we're here for you we're trying to be helpful we're yeah. we're we're here for you throw away your work games are we going to comment on this and give him our our podcast and our time so he can get our advice i think we should oh we should we won't because reddit is not friendly to people who plug their stuff mm. <laughs> it's not not very friendly I may transcribe it and post it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Reddit's not a big fan of you plugging your stuff. I mean, Reddit, the company, they don't care. But people on Reddit, yeah, yeah. very intense about their community. That's surprising mm. that people online would be so hostile. <laughs> yeah, normally everyone online is so friendly. Yeah. Scott, any, uh, any Twitter responses? We, uh, we do have some, some good tweets this week. Uh, this first one is from Lauren Muller. She said, uh, Dale was thinking he signed up for the bachelorette, but really he got put on married at first sight. <laughs> oh man. I was thinking that like, I, I like legitimately when this was happening, I was thinking how funny would it be for us to review that show? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, cause that's what we were watching. I'm like, uh -huh. Oh man, this feels like love at first sight. Uh, Tang said, all I'm saying is Chris Harrison deserves a fat raise after this season. This man is working <laughs> overtime. <laughs> Seriously. So, Chris, we, we're behind you. Keep up the great work. We endorse that. Uh, Christo said the bachelorette season is ending before Nevada finishes counting. <laughs> <laughs> that seems fitting, though. You know? <laughs> uh, this is one of my favorites. I didn't watch this. Uh, but it, it, I just thought this was really funny. Uh, NM Saj says, uh, who else forgot that they watched to listen to your heart until they saw Chris and Bree on their screen? <laughs> Dude, I forgot what listen to your heart was. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy uh, watched this episode with us and it flashes their names up and he's like, who's that? And it says underneath. And it took seriously like several seconds for it you to did. be like, it oh, did. okay. Oh, I mean, uh, to, to be fair to you, I didn't get it at all. <laughs> and then you were like, oh, they were on Listen to Your Heart, I guess. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, listen, the Bachelor universe has created their own ecosystem. They have the Bachelor to find their next Bachelorette. They have the Bachelorette to find their next Bachelor. And they have Listen to Your Heart to find all their new musicians. <laughs> like, they don't need anybody else. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah, now they've got Palm Springs to host all their stuff. They don't even need to go to other countries. Like, oh man, this is tough. I feel like we've been uh, mentioning a lot of Batch Babes tweets, uh, but this one's pretty good too. <laughs> Uh, they said Dale proposing this early is by far the most chaotic thing to happen in 2020. Whoa. <laughs> That's bold. That's great. And then I think probably my favorite tweet out of all of them today is this one. Uh, Reagan says, why couldn't we have done Peter season in four episodes? <laughs> <laughs> Agreed, Reagan. Yeah. Agreed. Mm. Great That's, take. That's it for Twitter sphere. Well, let's jump into... Uh, 
like this this would be the the segment of the show where we talk about what we think is going to happen next episode. And since God only knows what's going to happen next episode, <laughs> let's go ahead and do our rankings for how we think Tasia is going to do, uh, how she's going to uh, react to these guys. Let's get uh, Scott, Jeremy, and myself. Let's get your. Why don't, why what don't we you just think all pick, uh, pick one person? Oh, that's, yeah, I'm good that's with that. Good. Um. Hmm. See, my heart's telling me Ben, but I don't think it's going to be Ben. I want it to be Ben, but it's not going to be. Mm. I'm going to go with, uh, I think Easy's going to be on it for a little bit. Okay. Jeremy, what do you think? Gosh, I like Easy a lot. I was wondering about him. I think maybe I was thinking that because I think Easy would be great with anyone. Mm -hmm. He's just a great guy. Just a fun guy, yeah. So I I would love if that worked out. I'll tell you what, though. I think... um, what we've seen of Riley so far, mm. um, it seems like he and Tasha actually would be really compatible. Like, um, I think he's just very bold, very direct, very mature. Um, I think it just in, in what I've seen of Tasha, it seems like that's what she wants. And it seems like Riley's the number one guy in this crop of guys who offers that. Um, I really think Riley could go far with Tasha, I think Riley. And then also like my dark horse maybe is, uh, is Bennett. Mm. Um, just because I told you guys early on, I think in episode one, Bennett to me is like JPJ. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He's Tasha some- and JPJ had a thing. So it stands to reason if JPJ connects with Tasha, maybe Bennett would. He's for sure got some quirky JPJ vibes. Oh, he totally does. He, he's like the more articulate cultured JPJ. I would say my yeah. dark horse, Actually, I'll let Tyler go before I say my dark no, horse. No, go ahead and give your go uh, ahead and give your dark horse. Sorry, my, I totally added dark horses. My dark horse would probably be Blake Moines. Really? Yeah. The wildlife manager? Uh, but he didn't do any homework. I know. I know. Huh. I they I to me it feels like they would like each other. I don't know what it is, but I feel like she would like him and I feel like he would like her. That's a bold take. Yeah. So I'm in a little bit of a toss-up right now just because I feel like Tasha likes light-skinned guys. Um, you know, Colton, JPJ. And I don't remember who the other one that was. Oh, well, she was into Mike too, Before right? JPJ, he, she was Benoit, with, I think. Uh, oh, Ben. It, well, no, no, no. I think I think it was Benoit. It was somebody from uh, Winter Games. I forget the name. I think it might have been Benoit. Was she the one with the guy who like wrote poems and stuff, or is that someone else from Bachelor in Paradise? <laughs> I think that was JPJ. Remember, no, 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 JPJ no, no. wrote. A no, poem, remember the guy right? like wrote like that like love letter within like a day. The super creepy guy, and then she he didn't get a rose. You don't remember? No, I don't remember his name. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, he was really weird and creepy. But I think because I, I think Tasha is going to be more into light skin guys. I, I'm going to go with Jay is my pick for mm. her. Uh, I was thinking Brendan, but I think Brendan's way too quiet. Uh, and I think Jay is just the right amount of like outgoing without being like he's not a uh, like he's not going to steal her show kind of a thing. Maybe they've uh, intentionally left people like Brendan in the background because they knew that he would be a, a front runner for Tasha. It's possible. Uh, it's, it's definitely possible, but I, I don't know. I don't know about that. Uh, Scott, you, who'd you say your dark horse was? I'm sorry. Uh, Blake. Blake Moines. Moines. Yeah. Uh, I think my dark horse is going to be chasing. Mm. I could see that. Yeah. So, uh, we have, uh, Easy Riley and Jay as are who we think the the front runners are probably going to be with some dark horses potentially a Bennett Blake Moyne and Chasen. This is total guesswork. Yeah. It's a hundred percent guesswork. It's a starting top six right there. It is. It and is. We haven't even seen because uh, we had heard some rumors that maybe they were going to introduce some new guys next week. Hmm. Yeah, so we'll who see. Knows? We'll see. All of this could be completely moot. Uh, we might after meet that. some new characters that were like, yeah, I, we like these guys way more. That'd be kind of cool because I feel like for Tasha it's hard. All 16 of these guys, I think it's 16, all of these guys came here for Claire. And uh, and Tasha even mentioned it in this episode is I don't want to be anybody's second choice. Totally. So I kind of feel for her. It'd be kind of nice if they got some fresh guys in there, especially when you consider that most leads will have 25 to 30-ish people to choose from and she would have 16. Um 
that's just hard. So I, I kind of hope that she gets some fresh guys who are there only for Tasha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to her being the bachelorette though. Yeah, for sure. Well, you can check out those power rankings at rankings.batchpadpodcast.com. Uh, and I went ahead and left Dale at the top there with a little <laughs> ring uh, as opposed to a rank number because uh, he, you know, he won. Hashtag he, forever he number one. <laughs> He's perma permanently number one. He will always be our biggest mover. <laughs> In all future seasons, he's just, it's going to be Dale, number one. Mm. I mean, has any other person on a bachelor season gotten engaged within four episodes? That's a record. It's a record. He's the fastest. He's the biggest mover. That's who he is. <laughs> Dale, Dale Earnhardt Jr. over here. Uh, well, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening in this week. Uh, we had a ton of fun with you, and we're looking forward to another Bachelorette season starting next week uh, with our <laughs> with our new Bachelorette, uh, Tasha. So uh, please reach out to us. Uh, you can email us at hello at batchpadpodcast.com, or you can DM us on Twitter at batchpadpod. And we would love to hear from you. If you guys have any hot takes about things, let us know. If uh, you have any guests that you would love on the show, let us know about some recommendations as well. And uh, until next week, have a great week of not stressing about the election. <laughs>